Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right, that's Tom, I'm Mike, and uh, we have a Stanley Cup champion to talk about. Who, me? No. Oh, that must have been a dream then. Yeah, I think it was. Ooh, speaking of dreams, I had a dream that you and I were at some sort of PGA event. Why? I don't just listen. You and I were at some sort of PGA event, and the golfers started fighting with each other, and we were mad that we hadn't been watching golf all these years, because apparently they fight each other on the course. I don't think, I think that only happens in Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. You went to a fight and a golf game broke out. Exactly. Zing. No, uh, I was referring to uh, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, yeah, they did that, didn't they? They sure did. Uh, they defeated Nashville last night by a score of 2 to nothing in an incredibly controversial game. I think you mean 2-1. to one. In an incredibly controversial game. Um, so controversial, the hosts of the show don't even know the score. No, I know the score. Uh, Tom, is refer- Tom is referring to uh, a disallowed goal at the beginning of the second period for Nashville. Um, the It's an issue, however. Um, the official did what he was supposed to do. Yes, but he was supposed to do the wrong thing. Yeah, I know. It's People shouldn't be mad at the official or at the fact that it even, you know, that it really happened because he did follow the rules. Yeah, it's a crummy thing to happen. So uh, Nashville, uh, they took a shot from, I don't know, maybe the circle, give or take. Somewhere around there. Yeah, and um, Murray blocked it, and it came out the back and just kind of sat there for a second. Well, the official thought that the puck was underneath Murray, and a Nashville player came in and poked it into the goal. Unfortunately, when the official thought the puck was underneath Murphy or Murray, um, he blew his whistle. He intended to blow his whistle. No, he did. You could hear it. Oh, I didn't have the sound up very high. Yeah, no, you, you could you could hear it. Um, and uh, so that blew the play dead before the Nashville player was able to poke the puck into the net. Uh, so the goal was wiped off um, because of the whistle. And it, it wasn't an inadvertent whistle. Uh, it was just a premature whistle. But that particular official followed the rules. He couldn't see the puck anymore. After a shot, and he blew the whistle. So, and there's nothing can be done about this. You know, you can't say, "Oh, I'll, don't leave it up to the official to see whether the puck is there or not," because that's not. You know, you need the officials to be the ones making the calls. Not this isn't something that can be handled from an upstairs viewpoint. Right. Right. Um, yeah. There, there's no good way to fix it, and it was unfortunate. Uh, you know, that could have turned the tide of the game. We could be talking about an upcoming game seven if that hadn't happened. But as it turns out, uh, Pittsburgh scored with uh, not a lot of time left. Geez, what, like a minute 35 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, left in the game and added an empty netter towards the end um, to come out with the 2 nothing victory. Uh, that gave them the series four games to two. Um, and uh, Sidney Crosby was named the Con Smythe Trophy winner. Yep. Um, that is the postseason MVP award. Um and he he is deserving. Uh, I had said on Facebook last night. I thought it should have been Murray, just because I don't. If he doesn't come in to replace Flurry, I don't think. Yeah, but I, you know, it it's the whole splitting time thing, you know. Right. Uh, the only reason he had to come in for Flurry was because Flurry had to come in for him when he got injured. Exactly. In warmups before the first game of the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So since you can't give it to the goalies. Right. I don't think either one of them really uh, did enough 
to deserve it on their own. Yeah. Um, but Crosby came away with it. Uh, eight goals, 19 assists, plus four, uh, 10 penalty minutes, four power play goals, uh, five power play assists. And his continued leadership. Yes. Um, he, yeah. He becomes just the third player in NHL history to win back-to-back Conn Smythe trophies. Not bad. Do you know who the other two are? Uh, Batman. No. Oh. Uh, famously not a hockey player. What? What? Then what was You never I... saw that corner of the Batcave where he kept his bat skates then, and bat sticks. Then, then what did I watch in Batman and Robin? <laughs> Everybody chill out. <laughs> yes, he did play hockey that one time. Uh, no, uh, Bernie Parent for Philadelphia in 74 and 75, and Mario Lemieux in 1991 and 1992. So uh, this is actually his fifth Stanley Cup. Lemieux. Yeah. Yes. That jacket. Can we talk about that jacket for a minute? That is the greatest jacket. He has the best suits. Oh, my Lord. It was a checkerboard design with the tiniest squares imaginable so that you would seizure looking at it. I wish I could pull off wearing a suit like that. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone can. He definitely was not. Uh, he was, most certainly. Um, no, 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 no. You're just jealous of his suit. I'm not. Um, I'm jealous of people who didn't have to see it. It, um, it hurt my eyeballs. And distracted me from uh, enjoying the Penguins' win. Boo hoo! <laughs> Actually, so there was there was some. Uh, Eric just pulled it up <laughs> to show it to me again. Uh, it's actually, I was distracting you from this show. No, here's the thing: it's not as bad when he's stationary. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that doesn't translate well uh, when moving in front of a camera. Yeah. It's one of those real tight. It's not quite herringbone, but almost. <laughs> yeah. I was expecting like some bright colors. No, or you guys were talking about it like it was some like crazy colors. Like you came up there in like gold and purple or something like that. No, it uh, just that would have been hot. No, it was difficult to watch. Like as he was moving while he was talking, moving his hands and whatnot. Uh, so Patrick Hornquist scored the series clinching goal. Yes, he did. Um, he was the last pick of the Predators in two thousand five. Yeah, yep. For uh, former Pred got to. Uh, Got to put them out. Uh, Carl Haglin uh, added on the empty netter at the end on a on a breakaway. Well, yeah. Well, you, but you know, ninety percent of the time it's them chucking it in from from center ice. You know, at the furthest. But he had a straight up breakaway. I think he was in the crease by the time he put the puck in. Um, he wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. He was not going to miss to put that away. Um, no, I thought it was a very good series. Uh, the games weird, could have been a little closer. Right. And it, it had a bit of a weird flow to it, but we got to see some very good hockey. And, yeah, the the, the premature whistle kind of took away from this game a little bit. Um, <coughs> but I still consider it to be one of the better clinching games I've watched in a long time. Yeah. Um, I can only think of three that I liked better. Yeah. All Devils. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, one I one I will say, and it's not just because I'm a Stars fan, but when Dallas beat Buffalo, that was probably one of the greatest clinching games of all time. To some. With the multiple overtimes and Brett Hull following the rules with his skate. To some. Being in the crease. Um, so, what, it's three Stanley Cups in eight years or nine years for uh, for Pittsburgh now? Uh, 2009, so eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 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 D word is being thrown around a lot this morning about them being a dynasty, about being the next great hockey dynasty. We'll see where it goes. Um, when you're talking about that, I mean, like, do you get to include that well, first but the, one? But the problem is, um, they you you can't. I don't think include the first one uh, because Chicago had their dynasty between <laughs> right, and Pittsburgh wasn't back between. Right. But they did have the appearance before they won that one because they went two years in a row. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we might be on the cusp of it. Uh, I think a final, a finals appearance in the next two or three years, I think we can start using the word dynasty. Yeah. Um, um cause I mean, you use it about a team like the Cowboys from the nineties. They won three Super Bowls in four years. Right. You know, um, I, it's, it's all going to come down to how well they handle, uh, all the money they're going to have to pay out. Yeah. And actually, uh, today is the final day that uh, 
teams can ask players to waive their no-movement clauses for the expansion draft. Yep. So they're going to have to talk to Mark andre today, the day after they won the Stanley Cup. After he was a large part of it. Yeah. Um, so... I I don't want to get in uh, you know let's talk about the pe- the penguins uh you know win and everything but are they're only allowed to keep one goaltender right teams that can only uh, yeah. protect one yep. okay it's uh you can protect what is it eight forwards three uh three defense and a goalie or and a partridge in a pear tree oh no it's it's seven forwards Ah, uh, it's not important at this point, but the key is they could only keep one goalie, and yeah. uh, Matt Matt Murray would be snapped up with the first overall pick if he uh, is available. Absolutely, and and I really don't see them going forward with Flurry because he's what thirty two. Yeah, which uh, is not super old for a goalie. However, no, but he, he's I would say he's not in his prime any longer. Right, he could have a you know a, a second wind to his career. Uh, but I don't think that the the Penguins are going to want to keep him. Um, and if they don't get him to waive his claws, then they have to protect him and leave Murray vulnerable. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's not going to be great. Um, and the issue with Flurry, if he doesn't waive it, well, then you know what kind of resentment is there going to be towards him going forward from the club? Not just from the club, from the fans. Yeah. Well, that too. Uh, he was already skating on thin ice get out with them before leave. this give me give me the laptop i'll finish the show you leave <laughs> i did it um yeah i it, it is unfortunate that it, that they have to have this talk today um hopefully it all works out in the end there's there is a decent chance that he's made available and isn't picked and comes back to pittsburgh next year yeah um but i think uh I think that they they will take him if he's made available because he brings uh, name recognition. Yeah, I think it also depends on who else is put out there. You know, there aren't going to be a lot of big names. However, um, you know, the we don't know what the Vegas people are thinking right now as far as that situation goes. You know, they could, for some god awful reason, they could think that Kari Lettinen is a better option. <laughs> I don't think that they do, but they could. We have we have no idea what's going on in the you know. In those GM meeting rooms and whatnot, so there's a chance Flurry comes back no matter what. But I think the safe bet is to say he starts Game One for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, um, won't have to change his uh, his uh, color scheme on his pads all that much, right? Uh, so we we did a little bit of celebrating at my house last night because my oldest son is a Penguins fan. Uh, so it was fun to fun to watch them hoist the cup as he was sitting there watching it with me. Um, my family has had a had an incredible run over the past few years. Uh, him being a him being a Penguins fan, me being a Cubs and Spurs fan, my wife being a Broncos fan. We've uh, we've had every sport covered recently. It's been pretty good around my house. Got to celebrate. Uh, you haven't had Major League Lacrosse, correct? So I, that's not every sport. <coughs> every sport that matters. I'm sorry. Lacrosse. Who's your family's soccer club? I said every sport that matters. <laughs> I actually am a, quote, fan, end quote, of uh, the team in Salt Lake City. Such a fan that you don't know their name. Uh, I Salt believe, Lake Real. Yes. Or no, Jeez. Real Salt Lake. Um, because their name? Because, Just yeah. The real? Real. Soccer teams don't have names, Most per se. don't, yeah. They're called the real? The real. Pronounce it any way you like. They're called the real. Um. <laughs> It's it's real Salt Lake, and uh, a couple of years back on Twitter, I I care so little for soccer. I said, uh, whichever team follows me first, I will become a lifelong fan. Um, and Salt Lake followed me first, and they are terrible. I believe there's something like four twelve and one or whatever, however they do it in soccer. But they have very few wins compared to many losses, and even more ties. Yes, um, which are. Also- but I hear next year is going to be their year, man. That's. <laughs> That's what I always hear yep. about every team. Hey, if the Seattle Sounders can win, what, four games? Yeah, because everybody makes the playoffs. Because they only have ten teams. Yeah. Um, Small yeah. sports leagues that that, uh, that don't just do a regular season winner is the champion thing are kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, like with the NWHL. Like, yeah. I was happy there was more hockey. Yeah. However, uh, you should have just called it at the end of the regular season because... 
you know, there was a clear-cut best team. But then the playoffs were mildly interesting, and that puts all that to bed. Mildly. I'd say they were wildly interesting. Yes, you see. Severely I, interesting. Severely? Severe yeah. implies, like, there's some sort of threat. <laughs> <laughs> what was the threat? <laughs> uh, the, the threat was that, uh, I don't know. Were these ladies going to come beat the crap out of us if we didn't watch? Sure, why not? No. Um, exceedingly interesting? That's better than severely. That's, there's thought, no there's no imminent threat. I thought that they were exceedingly interesting. I'll take it. That works. You can edit that other bit out, right, Eric? I could. I'm not going to. But I could. Eric doesn't have that kind of time. <laughs> Eric's only got producing time. He doesn't have editing time. You're dang right. <laughs> um, so in the other finals matchup... Which should, God willingly, be over tonight. I don't want it to end. I really don't. Because here's the thing. The longer this series goes on, uh, the more we get to hear about the 3-1 thing. As soon as the Cavs won that game, I knew it was going to be a never-ending flood of 3-1 talk. Um, And uh, it has been. Uh, I did pick the Cavs in seven. So I am most definitely rooting for them the rest of the way. Just because if if I'm right in that, you know... If I if I'm right about them winning in seven and they do it by winning four straight to close out the series, that's gonna make me feel really good about my predicting skills. Yeah, I reckon. I was only off by like fifty seconds last night. I said at the six twenty seven mark, they're gonna score in the next four minutes and we will not have overtime. I was off by fifty something seconds for when the goal happened. They scored with a minute thirty something left. I was so close. And we didn't get overtime, so I got the second half of the prediction right. But I've been so you were almost right. I've Good been, for you. No, I was right on one prediction, and I was damn close on another. Unfortunately, my grenade did not go off, nor did my horseshoe land near the post. You did not get a ringer, as they say. Yes. Do they say that? I don't know. I, th- I feel like they say that. I thought a ringer is when you actually get it on the post, though. That's the the best one. I thought a ringer was when your team because it rings when you when it hits the post. It goes ring. I thought a ringer was when your team really sucks and you play in a lower level of competition and you bring in someone who's phenomenal and plays in a higher level of competition. Words That's can have when you're multiple in an office meanings, uh, you know? competition and then you hire quote unquote the retired professional at that sport. Like from my <laughs> like from my favorite Simpsons episode of all time. <laughs> Uh, that that episode stuff. that episode got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's not a joke or anything. Well they actually held a ceremony. Baseball is serious business. Dang right it is. So serious that they induct cartoon characters. Yep. God forbid. Uh, pa-ching. It wasn't me. Nope. It's Tom. I'm the one who made it go pa-ching, though. <laughs> Pachinko? Pachinko. Uh, so... Golden State was up three games to nothing. Cleveland came back, won, uh, won game four. LeBron scored 31, had 10 rebounds, 11 assists. He's averaging a triple-double for the finals right now. Uh, he's also got more triple-doubles in the finals uh, in elimination games than any other player combined. Yes. With three. Um, the Cavs play their best their best basketball with their backs against the wall. They proved it last year. That's why I, I do believe they're going to win at least one more game. I think they're going to win tonight. Tom is so think, shocked. He's now dying of hiccups. You think they'll win tonight? I do. I do. You think they're going to be able to win again at Oracle? Yeah, I do. Okay. I picked the Cavs in seven, so I'm picking them every game from here on out. Right, but... I got painted into a corner here. <laughs> look, I picked them in five, and you didn't see me saying, oh, they're going to win every game now. Well, you should have, because you predicted it. Um, in that game, Kyrie Irving uh, scored 40 points. And Kevin Love added 23. Uh, still nothing from their bench. So wait, wait. What you're saying is it takes more than just the one player yes. to be able to beat Golden State? Yeah. Uh, they're still getting nothing from their bench. And that that <laughs> definitely needs to change for them to win tonight. And a short bench as it is. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, they only had four players on it uh, for for game two? Game uh, three? I don't know. They did, pu- they did pull seven guys off the bench in game four. Um, Jefferson, Shumpert, Williams, Corver, Williams, Jones, and Jones. Wait, go through that again. <laughs> it's it's Deron Williams and Derek Williams and James Jones and Dante Jones. 
they did pull seven players off their bench for game four, um, but they were leading most of the way, and a lot of them played later on. Um, but yeah, when when they're needing to be competitive, you're not going to see a bench player much uh, for the rest of this series. Uh, LeBron played 40 minutes. Uh, Kyrie played 40 minutes. This is going to work uh, for the next couple of years for LeBron until it gets to a point where he can't be playing 40, 45 minutes a game, you know. Yeah, well, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the season, they said they were going to cut his minutes down this year, and I believe he wound up averaging the same as last year for minutes yep. played. So they they need him on the court. It's, that's just all there is to it. Yeah, unfortunately, um, when, when you're when you're paying a player that much and you have a superstar, you're not going to value the backup at that position very much. Well, and th- with him on the bench, they are minus thirty one. Yeah, or were at the time that that graphic came up during the previous game. Right. Well, and a lot of the issue with that is, and I I know it's a league wide practice. At the end of or beginning of quarters, you'll sit most of your starters. At the same time. So they're also pulling Kyrie and Kevin Love off the floor, too. Right, but so are the Warriors. Um, it's just that they have more starting caliber players. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when, and When your bench players can go and be uh, starters on half the teams in the league, the lower half, obviously. Right. Um, um, sounds almost like what you guys are saying is that in order to win basketball games, you need to have more good players. Is that the general gist I'm getting? Uh, yeah, it didn't used to be that way. You just had to have one player. <laughs> I always thought the uh, rule was you had to have one superstar and one guy who quietly backed him up without really getting a, a ton of attention until after the fact when they realized, oh, wait. Yeah, like with Scottie Pippen where exactly. everybody was like, oh, it's Jordan and well, Pippen. Well, no, it was a lot of Pippen, and we're coming to realize that now. It's Jordan and Bugs Bunny. Jordan and friends. That's the best duo for sure. Hey, heads up, NHL preseason tickets now on sale. Oh, boy. I just got an email. Did I hear a... Come on, man. We need more hockey. We've got a lot of hockey coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I saw on the internet from a a mildly reliable source that the, uh, the changes to the jerseys would be unveiled on the 20th. I don't know if that was just for the Devils because it was a Devils, uh, not reporter, but a, a bloggist. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so at least one team will be revealing their jerseys on the 20th. Gotcha. I would imagine it's probably going to be all of them. The draft is what, that next week? Twenty. Uh, the expansion draft, I believe, is the 21st. Oh, it's the next day. Okay. And then the draft draft is the 23rd or 27th. Gotcha. Something. Um. So back with the basketball. So we've got uh, game five tonight in uh, in Golden State at Golden State. Not in Golden State because that's not really a thing. I mean, they are in the Golden State. Yeah. Um, that's at 9 o'clock on ABC. Game six, uh, it says if needed, but game six is going to be um, Thursday at 9 on ABC in Cleveland. And game seven, which also says if needed, but they're going to play it. Uh, is going to be 8 o'clock on ABC Sunday, June 18th. Uh, and that'll be when LeBron uh, hoists the trophy over his head after winning back-to-back championships, per my prediction, in Game 7. So Game 5 is when now? Tonight. At what time now? 9. So by 12, uh, there should be no more basketball. Nope, there will be more basketball. There will be more basketball. I, I NBA wanna... Live doesn't count. <laughs> I want it to go on as long as possible. I really do. I'd like some closer games. Like game three was perfect. That that was the kind of game we needed. Um, but uh, I don't think we're gonna have much more of that. Uh, so did you see uh, Aaron Judge hit a 495 foot home run? Yep. This kid is just so impressive. Mm-hmm. I w- um I don't have plans to see the Yankees this year, but I kind of want to now. He'll. He'll be uh, good at least until the All-Star break. Uh, He is going to get in a heated competition at the uh, Home Run Derby with Giancarlo Stanton. (laughs) And then things will cool off. I don't know that he's going to continue this for the entire season. No. It's tough. Um, He is is leading the majors in home runs by three right now over uh, Toronto's Justin Smoke and Cincinnati's Scott Schebler and Joey Votto. 
I was about to say who, who, and who, but then you said Joey Votto. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of guys with 17, handful of guys with 16, and it doesn't really thin out too much. Um, there, uh, there are a lot of home runs being hit this year. We're on pace for a record number. Yep. Um, but I, I saw four or five in that uh, Texas-Detroit game I went to. Yeah. saw three in the Brewers-Cubs game, so... Yeah, Diamondbacks had three yesterday in the seventh inning. Yikes! <laughs> oh yeah, so I was gonna, I was gonna go through some scores from yesterday. Just um, not necessarily because because uh, there were a lot of uh, good games, but uh, New York beat Baltimore fourteen to three, and I know that sounds like a Giants Ravens score, but it, but it was the Yankees and Orioles, um, and uh, the Angels beat the Astros twelve to six. And the Giants beat the Twins thirteen to eight. So what we're saying some is close games. Some close offense games. Offense is up. Tons <laughs> around the league of runs. Dodgers nine, Reds seven. The D-backs had eleven yesterday. Beat the Brewers eleven to one. But you know what? To be fair though, that game was a pitcher's duel through six. Right. <laughs> we we held on. We we scratched one run across in the first and held that one nothing lead through six. In the bottom of the seventh is when things uh, went off the rails for, for them. Yeah, it's uh, the the scoring has been impressive. Um, I don't know. I like a good pitcher's duel, but watching all these home runs sure is fun. <laughs> I I think yeah. yesterday's game was pretty much perfect for me because yeah. I got to you know I was listening to it. I wasn't watching it because I was driving at the time, but I was listening to it on the radio. And you know you're getting this this very intense competition between the two teams and nice pitchers duel going on. But then you know last third of the game, our bats just came out to play and. It's a good time. Yeah. The uh the Cubs hit four home runs yesterday. Zobris, Russell, Schwarber, Montero. So a lot of power in that game. Um the uh Reds Dodgers game. Duval, Shebler, Votto, Mezzarocco, Bellinger, Utley, Bellinger again, Corey Seeger. Um uh, and for uh like you said, the D backs had that three and one inning. Uh Milwaukee, Broxton hit one, and for Arizona, Drury, Herman, uh Peralta and Goldschmidt. Fun little, and that Goldschmidt one was a grand slam. Um, fun fact, when Herman hits a home run, he's got 18 home runs in his career, 18 home runs in 17 games. The teams that he's played for are 17-0 in games that he's homered in. Huh. So he's a good luck charm if he hits a home run. So he should probably be in the lineup every day. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, yeah, the uh, Padres-Royals game, Kansas City won 8-3. to Moustakis, Gordon, Hosmer, Moustakis, Spannenberg, Spannenberg, Perella. So every run was on a solo shot home run, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that accounts for almost all of them. So just, yeah, so many home runs yesterday. Um, I don't know. Do you think it's good or bad for baseball when all these all these home runs are being hit? I, it saved baseball in the 90s. I think it's good. I, I think what we're going to see is some of these parks um, rechanging their outfields again. You know, cause Putting I, higher walls A up. couple of years back, there, there were so many... Uh, parks that had these huge high walls and they were real far back and nobody was hitting home runs and pitchers loved it but the fans did not and so so many of these parks have changed their outfield to bring the walls in and bring them down um i can't count how many times they've said oh that wouldn't have been a home run two years ago right you know um so i think we'll see some evening out i think we'll see some ballparks you know that have those adjustable walls change them up a a bit in the next couple of years Uh, maybe find a happy medium because i love offense but i do love good seeing a good pitchers duel too and i don't think it's fair to a pitcher to have the park designed such that uh you can't keep it in it right yeah i i don't know i i think it's good for baseball because you gotta look at what do the kids want to see the kids want to <laughs> see home runs what's <laughs> what's baseball spying or you want to see me hit some dingers <laughs> <laughs> you know what do hey guys hang on um there are two spiders fighting oh my god he's right Oh, over there? You guys continue. I'm going to yeah, video this. There's a, there's at least one over here. He's not fighting, but he's just chilling over here. They we, move quick here. Like, I just cleared the webs out of here, like, a couple of days ago. And then, like, uh, I, I grill, like, every chance I get. And there's a spider web right now from the pokey stick I used to move the coals around to my grill. I'm like, I grilled two days ago. Right. <laughs> For crying out loud. That well, wasn't there. They're all over the place. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, but you know what's what's Major League Baseball's biggest issue right now? Kids aren't interested in the game. How do you fix that? Dingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, so I do think as a whole it is good for baseball. I think it's going to get more kids into it. You know, I know my kids. I've I've taken my son to a game that ended uh, nine to seven, and I've taken him to a game that ended two to one. Guess which one he had more fun at? <laughs> two to one game. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Uh, he he sat there and complained the entire time during the two to one game because it was just slow moving. Um, there are a ton of strikeouts, which it's fun to watch, but it does increase the uh, time of the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're getting a bunch of pop outs or ground ground outs, game's gonna go a little bit faster because they may be doing that on first, second, third pitch. But strikeouts, you're probably looking at five, six pitches per batter. Yeah. Well, no, I I tell you, the best game I ever went to was a one nothing uh, extra inning affair. Yeah. Pirates and Phillies with uh, Utley and uh, Burnett pitching. Uh, Utley's not a pitcher. Why? Do... Cole Hamels. Oh, yeah, Hamels. I don't know why I always mix those two up. Speaking of your pirates, did you see where Andrew McCutcheon tried to go all ninja yeah, and leap that. over the catcher yesterday? Yeah. Almost worked. He yep. just he missed the plate. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to suck. You're like, oh, I'm going to go for this flying leap and touch the bag. Oops. He got missed, missed he, it. he got over him. He, I think he got tagged on the way down, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, McCutcheon, uh, head for home, tried to leap over the catcher. And we won anyway. Yeah. Which that is ex- a rare thing. That actually wound up being a double play, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, that was a see fun that occasionally play. when you get a play at the plate that's that's crazy like that. You know, the runner will think, well, maybe I can sneak an extra base in here while they're fiddling around at the plate. The catcher sees him and says, "Nope." Actually, actually, the the runner headed to first was actually the first out of this one. Oh, they oh, they, they stepped went, on the bag and, and threw home when McCutcheon was it moved. hit that direction. Was it hit over towards first? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so they went to first, and then uh, McCutcheon got caught heading home. Oh. Uh, Pirates are. Bad. Yeah, they're bad. They're going to be facing off against the Rockies, uh, the forty-one and twenty-four Rockies, who just won three out of four against Chicago. Um, so hey, I'll be rooting for the Pirates there for for a few games. Yeah, um, they are uh, game and a, to take these Rockies down a peg. Yeah, they're a game <laughs> and a half up on LA. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be us. Yeah, game and a half up on LA and two games up on Arizona. Um, the uh, Cubs are just a game back of Milwaukee. Um, and uh, You're welcome, by the way. The the Nats <laughs> the Nats are nine and a half games up on the Mets. The Mets are twenty eight and thirty three. I would like to point out that the Pirates are only four and a half games out. Yeah, the so. Central is very weak right now. Some somebody at some point is going to go on a run, uh, and I'm thinking it's going to be Chicago or St. Louis, and they're going to go on a run that's going to increase their lead over second place to probably six or seven games. Um, I think they'll be front running the rest of the year. It's gonna have to be. You're, you're gonna have to win the division to make the playoffs this year. Oh yeah, yeah. In the in the central and in the east, it's which you know the east is already settled for the most part. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, the wild cards are coming out of the west. I don't think there's any question there. Um. Over in the AL, uh, the Angels are 33 and 33 right now, a full 12 games behind Houston. Uh. Well, a lot of that has to do with Houston's. Uh, Plus 100 in the runs category. Yeah, well, their pitchers are uh, are the big uh, big part of that right now. Um, is Dallas Keuchel still undefeated? Oh, maybe. Oh, uh, let's pull it up. He is. He's still 9-0. and How? He's getting run support and holding them to fewer runs than are being allowed. What's run support? Yeah. Yeah, I know you guys don't get a whole lot of that. Um, yeah, Keuchel's still undefeated at 9-0. and uh, McCullers still six and one. You know they're still still getting all this phenomenal pitching. I just I, I said I thought they were going to be good this year. I did not think they were going to be this good. Well, they are this good. Um, so in essential Minnesota uh, is up a game and a half on the defending AL champion Indians, and in the East the Yankees are four games up on Boston and six games up on Tampa. Tampa is now two games above five hundred. Are they uh, pushing for something? No, they're five and five in their last ten, so I don't think they're really pushing. Uh, um, the uh, you know the East is still a race. The Central is still a race. I don't think the East will be a race for much longer. No, you think New I York's going to pull away? I think they are. It's just I don't know why they're better this year, but they're a lot better this year. Like I could not pinpoint to you the reason. Um, yeah. I think it, all these young players, it's just finally starting to come together, I think, is a lot of it. And they've got some good veteran leadership now. 
Um, and, you know, Starlin Castro was leading the league in hitting for the first, you know, month and a half of the of the season. Right. So, they're, you know, they're getting, all, they're getting offensive production from a guy who has had a history of struggling at the plate. You know, so it just seems like it's clicking all over. Um, so we, uh, we're a little over the, no, we're well past the halfway mark to the all-star game. Yeah. Um, I still will never understand, uh, sports having their all-star games in the middle of seasons, but you know, whatever. Um, the fan voting for this is getting a little bit out of hand. (laughs) I love my cubbies, but Addison Russell being at the top of the shortstop list, not cool. He has not done anything offensively and defense will only get you so far, uh, being named to these teams. I'm just I'm just so glad it doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. Yeah, that is the big thing. Uh, the fact that they took away the home field advantage for the World Series. Now, did they go to uh, best record or did they go back to the way they used to do it? Because it didn't. It was never best record. It used to be rotate. It, it would flip-flop every year. It would be NL, AL, NL, AL, back and forth. So the AL team could have the better record, but it was the NL team's time, uh, year to have home field. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I want to say that they did go back to that. I don't know. Um, well, who had home field? Did the Cubs have home field last no, year? No, Cleveland did well, because the, the AL. The Cubs had the better record. So Well, but last year it did count. The it AL, did? Yeah. Oh. The AL won last year. The AL won the All-Star game? Really? Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Um, yeah. That, I think that was a lot of it, too. Um, I mean, yeah, fans hated it. However... The fact that it was like the AL for 13 out of 14 years, I think that kind of had something to do with it. It is a little ridiculous. I, like sending your best players out to decide uh, whether or not some other team is going to have home field advantage. Yeah. Plus the fact that it's supposed to be an exhibition game. It's supposed to be for fun. Right. And having something that big hanging on it is was just stupid. I hated that. I think um, that the winner of the home run derby should determine. <laughs> Not just like his, his his league gets it, but like he should be like, you know what? Yeah, like, like he should get to pick. I think the NL should team. have it this year. So, you know, if it winds up being like, you know, Stanton where there's no way the Marlins are making it, he can either <laughs> be spiteful as hell and pick the AL or hold out hope that the Marlins turn it around. Well, according to this article I found here, uh, home field advantage in the World Series will now be determined by regular season records of the two pennant winners. Huzzah! Which is how it should be. Yes, how it should have been the, the whole time. The same way it's time. determined during the playoffs. The, the, it just makes sense. The same yeah. way it's determined in every other sport <laughs> always. Well, here's what, I, here's what I would like to see. And I know it's great to have these games in these cities and everything, but then you get stuck with two cold-weather cities like Cleveland and Chicago. Why don't you just go take it like they do with the Super Bowl? Have cities bid on it. Do you play all seven games in a different stadium, or do you play seven games in one stadium as your I've, as your World Series? I've got a solution to your cold weather dilemma. Yeah, suck it up. Condense the season more. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I've been talking about that for years. No, I think you play all seven in the same stadium. See, I don't, I don't like that. I, I think part of the uh, allure of the World Series is the fact that you. You you move you have to move around. I mean, yeah. that's part of the strategy. You're not but just I think, in one place for the entirety. But I also think that the team, uh, the team with the better record, should get to pick whether or not they use a DH. <laughs> I think that would make it much more interesting. I think that uh, they should just uh, never use the DH in any baseball game ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's a debate for another day. Um, um, I can't believe that all that started maybe, with maybe a day where none of us have to go to work. Right. <laughs> I still can't believe the whole experiment that lasted that many years with them giving home field advantage based on the All-Star game was primarily based on the fact that they didn't want the All-Star game to end in a tie. Right. I'm like, there are so many other changes you could have made to the All-Star game to make sure that it never ended in a tie. Like perhaps never letting it end in a tie. Yeah, just you know, make that a rule. Like any other baseball game, it doesn't end in a tie. But also, like if you're really concerned about, you know, obviously they play differently. You you run your starter out there for one inning, and then you get other people in so that everybody gets a chance to play. And then if oh nine innings are gone, I've used everybody. Now I have to use these same people for the next however many innings it takes. Change that rule. Right. Say if you've been out of the game for eight innings, you're eligible to come back in. Well, I, I had an idea only for the All Star game. I'm, not, I'm right. not talking about regular season. Right. Regular season rules still apply. But again, it's an exhibition game. You can. You can play with the rules right. of the game all you want. I had a I had an idea a few years back. Um, once once you've played nine innings, you take nine players 
bring him up the bat, and you can just pull out a you know a bullpen a bullpen catcher or something, and just have him lob pitches over. Everybody, everybody gets one swing. The team with the most home runs at the end wins the game. Because what do people want to see? <laughs> Dingers. <laughs> They already have a home run derby as part of the All-Star break. I, I don't need the game the itself to devolve into one. Well, but here's the thing. How many times in the past 20 years would we have used it? Once. Not that big a deal for it to be a contingency plan. <laughs> Not that big a deal. Because what do the people want to see? <laughs> Dingers. Dingers. Well, and now this, this, the name of the show is going to be Dinger Bros. All right. uh, and done. <laughs> <laughs> we might get more listens this week. But not for that reason. <laughs> Does Dinger have one G or two? Is it Dinger? I think it's just one. Dinger. One D. One, one G. One G. Dinger, bro. You ever spelled anything ever? <laughs> I try not to because I fail miserably. When Come on, I, when Dinger. I, when that's I like a that's like a second grade level word. <laughs> oh my it's not god! One I type often. Oh my god! We're the big three O today. Indeed. Say what? We're the big three O today. Oh boy! We did it. We managed to uh, not care how many listeners we have and just keep doing the show regardless. Yes. That's podcasting. <laughs> Bingo. No, we. I like the number of listeners we get. It's, it's perfect because it's more than one. It's also perfect because um, even if we say really stupid things, the chances that it spreads far enough to uh, hurt <laughs> us in the future, very small. Right, yeah. Like we're never going to make freezing cold takes on Twitter. Right. So that's that's a really good thing. Uh, if you guys don't know about this, uh, there is a Twitter account where the guy goes through and he looks up uh, old tweets from people and calls them out when they've been proven wrong. <laughs> um, it is uh, the name of it is Freezing Cold Takes. It's at Old Takes Exposed. Um, you guys should check him out. It's it is one of my favorite things. Uh, I think he was. He was probably at his best last year uh, when the Warriors blew the 3-1 lead. Um, that and then when the Indians blew theirs. He, w- he was probably at his best at, at those two times. It was times. my favorite thing when people brought the blew a 3-1 lead back against Clevelanders. Yes. I know some Clevelanders and they're good people, but it was just, it was great. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he goes back and like he'll find like old newspaper clippings and stuff where like people have said something like you know in the in the '90s like the Lakers were were gonna beat the Bulls or something you know in the finals and whatever it was '91. Um, so he he really goes for it. Uh, and people send him stuff too. He's not doing it all himself. Has he done Dewey defeats Truman yet? Um, <laughs> that may have been his profile picture for a little while. Um, but uh, you know it's it's one of my favorite Twitters. You guys should all. Should all go go and check him out. Um, oh, here's a good one. Uh, he found he found an article from a guy uh, Gino Botero. Uh, Should the Penguins trade Sidney Crosby? <laughs> Written in the middle of 2015. Go with no. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites. You guys should check it out. And uh, if any of you already follow him, don't forget to send him stuff. Because you know, if you can nail us on something. <laughs> There's plenty to nail us on. I'm always right. Cavs in five. Could still happen. Preds in seven. Wait. He didn't. Oh, you meant you wanted him to predict this year. Oh, see, you didn't specify. That was just a future prediction. At some point, the Cavs will win in five. Uh, yes. Probably Helping not. You out here. Probably not. <laughs> their 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 window is closing as fast as LeBron's window is closing. I don't think his window is closing that fast. You to don't be honest, think so? nope. I really think he's only got four or five more years, I th- which I know that seems like a long time in sports terms. But here's the thing: if he does it each one of those four or five years, he goes down as the greatest of all time. Yeah. So um, the window's not closing that quickly. Look, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that uh, you know his window to cement himself as you know a great basketball player is closing. I'm, he's already done that, right? Without question. I'm saying that his opportunities to win championships are going to be. Yeah. Less and less likely. Right. Um, so he... Uh, and isn't his contract up after next year? He has an opt-out every year, but it's a two-year deal. Okay. Um, but actually, this one may not have an opt-out, because usually what he'll do is he'll opt-out, and then he'll re-sign for the most money possible. Right. So... Um, Which is a shrewd business move. Yeah, well... It just makes sense. He's never not going to get a max offer. Right. 
that's unless he uh, wants to come back from retirement a second time to play for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, well, um, is he going to be a part owner of the Wizards before he does that? Because that's really the way you do it. Well, I mean, you buy a team, then you sell your stake in that team so you can play on the team. I who did wait? Who did it first, Jordan or Lemieux? Jordan, right? Uh, Jordan was two thousand two. Um, I know that uh, Lemieux was in the early 2000s. I'm not sure with the year. Yeah, I'm pretty, I want to say he was like 2005 because it was the year Sidney Crosby was drafted, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so I, I believe he was there in 2005 because I'm pretty sure they got to play together. <laughs> That's Tom's looking stuff up music. Let's see here. He played his 2005 with his final season. Bing Pot. Bing Rika? Bing Pot. Oh, you don't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No. You need to. It's phenomenal. That's a bingo. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. So Jordan so Jordan probably did it first because I doubt that Lemieux was back for four seasons. He played from 2000 to 2005. Did he really? Yeah. I thought he came back after that. I thought it was a short time. Okay, Lemieux did it first then. I don't know if he was part owner at that point, though. Wasn't it? He had some role with the team, though, right? I'm not sure. Oh. Let me read this entire Wikipedia. <laughs> Do it. Meanwhile, um, so uh, the NFL, we'll switch over to that while Tom's looking this up. Uh, a couple of surprising moves from uh, the Chiefs and Jets. The Chiefs cut Jeremy Macklin. Don't know why. Um, he was the only wide receiver they had. Right. Uh, and the Jets are looking to trade Eric Decker, and if they can't, they will release him. Uh, this is after losing Brandon Marshall in the offseason. So they don't have wide receivers either? No, they do not. They've got three guys that I believe have three years' experience or less and two rookies. Um, they uh, they are a dumpster fire, and I honestly believe the Jets have a better chance to go 0-16 than the Browns did last year. That's a bold claim. I don't think it's that bold. If the Browns can win a game, anyone can win a game. I honestly, I honestly believe they are worse last year or than last year's Browns. Oh, it was uh, during his retirement that he did become part owner of the team. Bing pot. He was their largest creditor because of years of deferred salary payments. Huh. Thirty-two and a half million dollars worth of money. That's insane. We were actually just just discussing deferred payments not that long ago because uh, Notre Dame just stopped paying Charlie Weiss like three weeks ago. Well, I don't know why we ever paid him in the first place. Well, he was fired after the 2008 season. Uh, it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. We see he was actually laid off several years ago, but due to a glitch in the payroll system, he just <laughs> continued to receive a check. <laughs> we had him uh, at a desk in the basement. So we, we fixed the glitch. No, I see, I would not. I don't want him working for any of my teams. He's just not good. He's bad, some might say. Well, that's just mean to call someone bad. You don't should... mean don't mean bad so much as just a miserable failure at everything he tries to do. <laughs> for the most part, yes. <laughs> right? Let's temper what, this a bit. What did, what did he do after after during his uh still getting paid years? Something with the Didn't he coach the Chiefs? Maybe as an offensive coordinator? Do-do-do-do. He, uh, whatever he did, he did it poorly. Right, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> oh, so, uh, his career, uh, he was let go from Notre Dame in 2009. He was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City in 2010, offensive coordinator in Florida in 2011, and the head coach at Kansas from 2012 through 2014. He is currently unemployed, I believe. That appears to be the case. Yeah. Um, I was okay with the hire when it happened, and then uh, quickly became dissatisfied. But yeah, they paid him up until about three weeks ago, give or take a little bit. As That's... a head coach, he's 41 and 49. Man. Terrible. I could coach that many victories. I don't think that you could. I bet I could, over the course of many years. If you gave me a team capable of winning 100 games, I could coach them to 41 wins. There you go. <laughs> well... Since they only play 12 games a season, <laughs> well, it's going to take you a while. <laughs> as long as they keep paying me for years after they fire me, I'm good to go. I need to get a job like that. Oh, uh, where you get millions upon millions of dollars to fail? And then you keep getting paid. 
And you that, get the millions of dollars. And, and then, then they, someone else gives you say, a chance. Will, you suck at this so bad, we will literally pay you to yeah. not do it. And someone else gives you a chance. <clears throat> Unreal. Chance after chance. Unreal. Yeah. Um, so back to the wide receivers who were let go. Uh, both have been linked to Baltimore. Uh, Macklin and Decker both linked to Baltimore. They do need a replacement for Steve Smith. They need a replacement for a lot of people. They yeah. released Dennis Pitta. Yeah, uh, that was an injury issue. Yep. Uh, re-injured his hip, had to have surgery. His uh, career is most likely done. Yeah, probably. Why are you looking up the Chicago Bears? I'm just seeing if uh, my friend's listed on the roster or not. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, he uh, he was on their practice squad when I saw them this last season. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, if he's been bumped up or not. That's why I was like... Well, no, there is there is no off-season practice squad, so he is part of their active 90-man roster if he's still on the team. There he is. Yep. So he, he is part of their active roster. He's just got to make it through the cutdowns. Aren't they eliminating one of the cutdowns? They are. It now goes from 90 to 53. There's no more 75-man roster for that last preseason game, makes which sense. I think is a great move. It makes sense. I mean, you're you're getting rid of, you know, 20 people to decide... On these other twenty people, whether or not you want any of them, yeah, you can decide that regardless. Well, and the thing for me is nobody plays in those games in, in, the, right. in that fourth preseason game, so you're really limiting yourself once you've cut these people. Yeah. So I just uh, I, I think it's a great idea. It, it does uh, it does increase the uh, number of players that are going to be trying to get these jobs after after cuts. Because, uh, you know, there's always that roster shuffling at the bottom, you know. Oh, this quarterback got released. We can cut this offensive lineman to pick him up for, our, you know, to be our third arm or whatever. So there's going to be, a, I think there's going to be a lot more of that. So it it's, uh, that's a good thing, too. Keeps the front office on their toes. <laughs> I think they're uh, on their toes enough. Um, oh, you mean by cutting your objectively best wide receivers? Yeah, well, in those particular instances, I'm not sure what's going on. I think the Macklin thing was probably a little bit to do with money because uh, he did not produce very much last year. Um, 44 catches for 536 yards. And the Eric Decker thing is because the injuries the last two years. So I think... Uh, then you hire a better doctor. You don't cut your your wide receiver. <laughs> you need him. He's the only guy who can catch the passes. Uh, so we are 87 days away from the NFL. Ooh, eighty-seven days. Um, trying to figure out how many shows. We're about roughly the same distance from uh, more hockey. Uh, hockey won't get here till October. Preseason will. Well, begin. yeah, that's true. Um, so two, three, four. So we have nine shows. Okay. Taking out the uh, taking out the weeks that I will be gone. Um, if we if we do a show every week, we'll have nine shows between now and the start of. The NFL regular season. <coughs> I guess we better start previewing. That being the case, after our three-week hiatus that we are about to embark on. Three-week hyenas? Three-week hyenas. That is a hiatus. Um, we will probably jump into our uh, preseason predictions and expectations and whatnot. And general wrongness. Yes, yes. Um, we do have David's brother... Uh, Three years in a row, picked a Super Bowl matchup. I believe he picked the incorrect winner two of those years, but he's been really good about this. So maybe we'll have to have him on for his expert picks. Uh, I think the one he nailed was when he called Baltimore over San Francisco. And and neither of them have been any good since. The way it should be. The way it should be. Oh, hey, the Major League Baseball draft is tonight. Oh, hey. So if you want to watch teams pick players you, won't, on. you won't hear about for the next four <laughs> years... I I am a fan of baseball. I love the sport. I love watching it. I have zero interest in the draft for the MLB. Look, when you're picking uh, twelve year olds, that you know, right? Um, there is a MLB just tweeted who is the best number one pick. The uh, uh, the the four pictures. Oh, they they gave us options the because four, I would not be able to name a number one overall pick from the MLB. The four pictures. Yeah. Justin Upton was a number one pick, wasn't he? Twenty ten. Uh, he may have been. I know he was first round. I don't. I don't yeah. remember if he was number one or not. Twenty ten, Bryce Harper, ninety three. He's still doing all right. Alex Rodriguez, ninety for a while. Chipper, okay. Eighty seven, Griffey. Uh, it's Griffey. How is this even a question? Or, it's Griffey <laughs> or A Rod. 
you can make the argument. I, I someone say, has it's to. Griffey. We can't always agree. Right. Right. <laughs> I, it's it's. You guys have fun with that one because I can't. It is say ri- anything good about him. It is ridiculous how uh, often we agree here on the show when we literally never agree <laughs> on anything else. <laughs> right. Um. How did you see on on the Twitter? Uh, Vegas will also be unveiling their jerseys on June 20th, so it may be a league-wide thing. Oh, well then. I reckon it probably is. That'll be a fun day. It's at least a two-team-wide thing for sure. I hate... Is that narrow? I hate looking up things about new jerseys because it always wants me to look at Devil's stuff or uh, it used to be Nets stuff. Well, this time, the two are one and the same. That's true. Um... But right now, when you type it in, it's uh, kind of a kind of an issue. When you know, you're looking. I I heard a rumor that the the major change coming to the <coughs> coming to the New Jersey uh, what, coming, what's coming <laughs> coming to the New Jersey Devils uniforms is the elimination of the uh, waistline stripe. That's the speculation for Dallas's as well. I think that might just be a blanket speculation for every team. Ah. <laughs> Unless they don't have one, in which case the speculation they're, is that they're adding, they're adding one. one. Right. These six teams are losing them, and these six teams are getting them. As long as they get rid of the uh, the piping on all those jerseys, I'm not a fan of the piping. Like on uh, Nashville's yellows, they have those that blue piping. Oh yeah. It it dirties up the the look of the uniform a bit. Um, the uh, the Dallas changes could also be. Um, putting a trim around their numbers because right now they're just white numbers so and, and going with a more mint green for the overall color no they're not they're not going to alter <laughs> the victory green mint no it's called victory green it's an actual color well it's <laughs> awfully close to mint um yeah there yeah all sorts of speculation on these jerseys but i i am excited to see what the knights roll out for their first ever jersey um their logo is terrible so i expect it to be absolute crap uh, it'll be dark, uh, that dark gunmetal uh, with yellow shoulders and the yellow and maybe red, tiny red stripe around the waist. I think they're just going to be all black with their stupid logo in the stupid middle. And they're going to do something stupid like have gold numbers. Stupid gold numbers. Well, we, are, we know, the, stupid we know numbers. the numbers will be gold because they don't have any other colors that contrast with the gunmetal. Right. They have that gray and that other gray, and then yellow and a tiny bit of red. That gray on gray color scheme is hot these days. Yeah. Everybody loves them some gray. I was actually just looking at the possibility of picking up one of the Diamondbacks uh, gray jerseys, the, ones with the, the gray with the red trim and such. I kind of dig those, actually. Yeah. It's one of the road alternate jerseys. Oh, yeah. They, theirs have kind of grown on me. I still hate the pants. With the uh, with, with the, the fading, yeah. They, well, they changed that this year because people were complaining that it looked like people had bloody legs or something. Right. <laughs> I never saw that, but then again, I don't really look at their pants too much because I typically am more focused on the thing that I might actually buy, which would be the jerseys. Right. I'm not going to buy baseball pants to oh, walk would. around town in. I would, but I will wear a jersey around, and I already have a white jersey with the teal uh, lettering. Uh, <clears throat> So I think I want to go with either the gray or the the actual Sedona red one. Look, but I if, like the gray one better. If temperatures stay where they are all summer, I would definitely wear baseball pants. <laughs> wear walk around wearing them high. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I I wore a sports jersey the other day to work, and I took it off about five minutes into my shift because I was just dying. It was way too hot for that crap. I installed my air conditioner. Which is something I am too lazy to do for most of the summer. Yeah, it took it took me uh, took me hmm, twenty seconds to put on my AC in the car today. Uh, and you know I like to drive with the windows down. It was eighty seven degrees when I got up at uh, nine o'clock this morning. Uh, next few days it's going to be thunderstormy. Yes, but it's still going to be in the uh, mid to upper eighties. That's fine. Great. It'll be hot and wet. And you won't be able to breathe. <laughs> yep. Every breath will feel like it's your last. I will seriously take 110 and zero humidity over any of this garbage. That is exactly what I was telling your wife when she told me you guys were going to move out here. <laughs> I was like, you're going to die. You know that? <laughs> See, I, I prefer like this to that because I like being able to sweat. 
when it's you, too hot to sweat, you do sweat. There's an it issue. It just evaporates instantly before you notice that you sweat. Right. So and you never feel sticky. And then you're just covered in salt. Yeah, you're delicious. What's the problem here? <laughs> Dogs love you so much more. And I love doggos, so anything that makes a dog love me, I am all for. Uh, you're delicious. <laughs> Guess what? It's it. Uh, I don't know. I I I prefer uh, feeling like I'm actively melting. That's the problem. I I don't want to feel like I'm melting. I hate the the fact that I can take a shower and then five minutes later I'm like, wait, did I take a shower? Because I don't feel clean. I feel wet and nasty and sticky and gross, and it's awful. I'm sorry about your. And loss. there's so much, so much pollen here. Oh my gosh, the pollen. Don't worry. It only lasts another couple of months. It's been going for several months, yeah. and it continues for several more. But then everything dies. That's true. He's right. Things die. Yeah, it dies and falls off of the trees into the sky where I have to breathe that too. Things can't fall <laughs> into the sky, Eric. They fall from a higher point in the sky to a lower point in the sky near my face where I breathe them. Well, no. See, they get carried on a breeze. A breeze is when... <laughs> We have to explain different weather uh, well, weather terms to they, Eric. I, I think he's felt breeze before. I've seen Just, haboobs. I know what wind is. <laughs> uh, well, but generally our wind does not strip your car of its finish. Well, it's because you don't have any big piles of sand around for the wind to blow into a giant wall of just absolutely gorgeous looking death again i'm not all about living in a place that is actively trying to kill me i think it was the second time i ever went out to visit my wife's family um we were stuck in a mall because of a sandstorm. It, it got that bad we yep. could not leave yeah they they get really really bad but they also pass quickly they yeah. they move very very quickly across the entire valley so the, this one was everybody about... gets to see it everybody gets to deal with it but you only have to deal with it for a few minutes and yeah then this one this one was by. about seven or eight minutes it wasn't yeah you know we weren't stuck in there all day but it was the first time I'd ever seen seen anything like that because it was my first time back to Arizona in twenty years so I drove through one on the freeway that yeah. was fun. Because they tell you don't stop because if you stop, other people then run just run into you. Right. <laughs> so you have to you have to keep going. You've got like visibility of about two feet in front of your car, and you just have to kind of creep along, just moving enough that somebody else won't run into you behind you, but that you'll have time to stop if you see the brake lights of somebody else in front of you. Actively trying to kill but you. But again, it passes in just a few minutes, and then you're fine, and all the people behind you or to whichever side of you, to whichever direction the haboob is traveling, they have to deal with it. So uh, seven or eight minutes of severe terror. I used severe correctly. <laughs> you today. got it. Yes. Uh, followed by watching other Jack people go. in severe terror. Just yeah. Not knowing whether or not this is the last thing they see, just this mass of <laughs> dusty, hazy, brown, tan. I actually can't remember grit. the last time there was an actual fatality attributed to a sandstorm, though. Yeah. So everyone knows how to deal with that's them. because they never. Even though they're find... like, "Oh crap, sand." Well, I guess I better stay here for a minute. There went the sand. That sure was scary. Yep. <laughs> it's because they never find the bodies because they're buried <laughs> in sand. Tom's Tom's right. Hey, oh, man. hey, where's Steve? Eh, probably just got carried away by the sand. No and, worries. And by the by, the time they do find the bodies, it's just a skeleton. He'll come back the as the Scorpion King later on. Has has torn all the flesh off of it. So you find skeletons, and you think they're uh, you know early hominids. This conversation really got away from me. <laughs> um, we're so far off the path to sports. I think we're going to stay off that path because we got to wrap up pretty soon. Um, did want to. <coughs> bring up the very sad note that a large part of our uh, childhood is now gone uh, Adam West passed away over the weekend at the age of 88 um, I posted on uh, on Facebook it was like a wham and a pow right to the heart yeah uh, obviously the, the original Batman Terribly depressing news. I know a lot of our listeners probably only know him as the mayor of Quahog, <laughs> um, which he was a highlight of that show, even though I don't yeah. particularly care 
for it. Um, we, uh, you got a whole episode going? I think they they smushed the opening credits and ending credits oh, together okay. in this particular video, so we kind of get a, a twofer. A oh, twofer. Right. Um, yeah, well, most people know him from Family Guy, and uh, I rec- I remember him from uh, The Simpsons. Why doesn't anybody do the Batusi anymore? <laughs> he claims he didn't need rubber. <laughs> Pure West. I have to pull that one up. That was the Mr. Plow episode. Yep. I have to pull that one up and watch it tonight. Uh, so, very terrible news from the nerd realm. Indeed. I was quite saddened to hear. Um, I've always uh, heard that in addition to, to being a great actor and, and just a, an all-around entertaining fellow, that he was actually a good person as well, which can be rare these days. So, yeah, uh, always good to hear that he was... Uh, good to the people in his life and his fans um so yeah. very sorry to for him to be gone yeah i did uh i did find it comical when he uh back in the late 80s when he was upset that they didn't approach him to be in the batman film <laughs> at age 60 <laughs> i think he could have done it well, he's yeah. like listen if roger moore could be bond at this age right. then i'm pretty sure <laughs> that uh that that West could have been Batman. Uh, somebody somebody said the other day, uh, "Oh, this kind of sucks. We lost Batman and James Bond in the same year." I said, "Sean Connery's still still alive. <laughs> <laughs> we still have, we still have we have two of the three best Bonds still with us. So you know, George Lazenby. You know what, Timothy Dalton. Oh, God, how about you? We don't talk about the Lazenby experiment. Look, it'd be all the well and failed good. The experiment. It would be all well and good if it was uh, one of the non-Aeon Productions ones. Yeah, no, the only one of those actually was Connery. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, well, I believe that is all the time we have because uh, Eric and I have to work. Tom is uh, on vacation this week. Yes, he is. He's going to see Iron Maiden on Thursday. Hmm. So expect me to not be able to hear for a couple of weeks after that. Yeah, my ears are still what? ringing a little bit from Wednesday. And that was only YouTube yeah. volumes. Yeah. Well, we were right up on the stage, though, so which was an amazing, amazing time. Uh, but uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I think uh, we're still up in the air about whether it will be a show next week. There will be a three-week hiatus at some point, whether it's next week and the following two or two weeks going forward by three. Um but uh, thanks for listening. We will talk to you guys on the same bat channel at the same bat time in a few weeks. <laughs>